how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 393, where I sat down with screenwriting partners Brian Gatewood and Alex Tanaka. In this interview, they talk about meeting at Columbia and film school, having very little in common except for their taste in movies in the beginning. These guys are known for comedies like The Sitter, Comrade Detective, Dice, and Superstore, but this is their first venture into thrillers or con movies with Apple's Sharper, starring John Lithgow, Julianne Moore, Sebastian Stan, Justice Smith, and Brianna Middleton. In this interview, the writer's talking about breaking the mold of comedy, the golden handcuffs of being stuck in one genre, how they got their foot in the door with his spec script for Sharper, what it was like to write Sharper, which is a con film in reverse, the importance of a good pitch deck, but why it's not everything, and some other misconceptions for screenwriters trying to break into the industry today. You can also find this on our Creative Screenwriting website. Alex and I both met at Columbia Film School in New York um, in the graduate program. We uh, we weren't like friends. Um, we didn't really hang out, but we had our first write, uh, screenwriting class together. And, you know, you had to read everybody's materials and we liked each other's writing and we used to talk. And then we found we had sort of like some uncanny, uh, uncanny similarities in terms of taste, um, the types of movies we liked, writers we liked. Um, and, you know, we continued to write, uh, you know, sort of separately a little bit through our time at Columbia. But then in the second year, we started to write together um, and we've been doing it since then. Yes, we uh we were not friends. We liked each other's writing. Um, and we started out working together by, you know, I would just bring a six pack to his house and we would just drink and 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 work on scripts just for fun. Um and slowly the we stopped drinking as much and started writing more. And that's kind of how our partnership evolved. Yeah, we we are we're uh, very different kind of personalities and and what we like to do outside of of film is, is pretty different. Um, uh, you know, I grew up in Buffalo, uh, watching sports and stuff like that. And I'm a little bit, probably a little more of a homebody and mm. Alex, but the only sport I'll ever get excited about is a world cup. And, uh, uh, you know, loves to be out, hanging out, going to dinners, all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're very different, but, um, but we, we, we see film and screenwriting the same. What's some of the logistics of your process to kind of get into the nitty gritty? Are you guys just using, are you are in separate houses writing, using Final Draft, you're on the phone, you meet in coffee shops, stuff like that? I would say it's, it's evolved over the years because uh, once families got involved and then especially the last few years with COVID, uh, it changes. You know, um, ideally, we're both in the same room and we treat it like a job nine to five. We get there at nine, we start working at five, we, we call it off. Um, but there are times when we have to sort of work separately, in which case we'll do Zoom, uh, you know, um, 
we depending if we need to get something in we'll we'll maybe split up scenes to write um in a, in a perfect world one of us is sort of taking the lead and writing the and, and then the other one's sort of coming up behind and rewriting as the one person is writing mm-hmm. so that by the time you get your first draft it's it's much more polished than a than sort of like a vomit draft um but yeah i would say that like our our work situation is really you know has has had to change depending on on our life situation yeah and I, ideally we're both in the same room but you know we've gotten we've been doing it for a long time so uh evolving with sort of the pandemic over over zoom wasn't you know as hard as maybe for for some other people because I, mean, I can feel it when i'm in creative meetings with people that you don't really know it's trickier on zoom because mm-hmm. you can't read body language all that kind of stuff so um but with alex and myself i mean we we can we can tell uh you know just through zoom if somebody's annoyed about a scene or uh or an idea or whatever so um so i i think it is trickier uh in terms of the zoom stuff in terms of if you're not familiar with the people you're trying to you're trying to um work on a story with we have friends who are tv writers who have had to like basically during covid like be in writers rooms which is basically zoom rooms and i have no idea how they manage to do it mm-hmm. because i feel that like all the most kind of writing is you know like just hanging out and just talking and then eventually that sort of evolves into some idea or it sort of circles back and um and, and that's why brian and i always like like to be in the same room so the zoom thing it made, made it a little difficult but you know during covid brian was in la i was living in santa fe and we had and both our families and kids were home during that like you know so we had to really learn to uh, adjust and adapt back in like when you guys met in college did you start writing comedy it seems like you're maybe more known for comedy until this more recent picture like how was it how did that kind of all begin um so no we, we when we first met our our tastes were the same and they were comedy was one thing we liked we mm. liked thrillers we liked dramas um with gangster films you know all honestly all genres i i really we're both lovers of just about all types of films um and when we first started writing it's interesting because you do kind of get put in a box so the first script that got us sort of recognized was a was a film noir in middle school it was a comedy it was like like a kids or sort of a family comedy and when we were breaking in that was sort of the only thing that people would look at us for um and then we just happened to write the sitter uh as a comedy and then you know people just sort of saw us as as comedy writers um even though we had other you know we were working on other kind of projects and getting those those projects close um but it is tricky. You really can get boxed in. And, you know, I feel like we probably were for a while for just pure comedy because there's some projects we've gone after that we wish we could have gotten. But it's it's hard for people to take you seriously. I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of comedy uh, writers that have, you know, moved into either the thriller or the drama space. You know, there's the obvious ones like Jordan Peele. Craig Mazin mm-hmm. like that. Todd uh, Todd Phillips, uh, Zach Kreger just did it. Um, so it's sort of like, and there's many others um, that are doing it. And um, 
you know, I think it's 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 good to see because because you don't want to just be stuck in one genre unless you're happy in that genre. And we have interests outside of just comedy. So, yeah, know. part of the writing sharper was we, we were up for a writing job that we that we really, really wanted. But it was a straight sort of drama. Um, and we like in our minds, we were like, yeah, no, this is perfect for us because it's got like, it's about literary things and, and New York in the seventies. So in, in our brains, like, it was like, oh, this is, this is exactly what we should be doing. That we'd be perfect for this. And then we didn't get it. And then we had to sort of look at it from their perspective and they're like, oh yeah, well, these are, these are the guys that like did like a Romanian cop show. Like, <laughs> like, what, 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 you know, why would they ever do this? So part of the reason for writing sharper was to show that we, you know, that we could do more than, more than one genre do you kind of would you give that advice to a lot of novice writers i mean it seems like you guys are willing to take the time in the beginning to write spec scripts where a lot of people are just trying to pitch ideas like what are some of the values of writing spec scripts whether or not they sell because that's how you learn how to write period by by actually doing the writing it's um you know a, a lot of any kind of advice we would give is is pretty pretty basic um and i think because then i think there's a reason it's basic um it's that you should try and you know treat it like alex was saying before you know nine to five will we we write it you know try to write five, at least five days a week and and just stick to those hours even if you don't even get much done but you just you put in the you put in the work and then if you put in the mental work then maybe next next monday when you come in it's it'll come through but uh I think that um, writing and then writing the scripts, that's just how you get, you know, better and better. I, I can say, Alex, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you feel differently, but I, I feel like early on and, and still sometimes I feel like we'll be writing something and, I, and I'll see us expanding or getting better. Um, and it's just because we just keep doing it and doing doing it. Um, I just think it's it's that simple in a sense. And um you know the the thing with with it's tough now because pitching has become a big thing and that's a big way for you know once you're sort of inside the system or whatever to get jobs is really you have to learn how to pitch mm -hmm. um i would i would prioritize the writing part um cuz you'll never get to the pitch part if if you you can't get down the writing part um the other thing I'll say about specs is that for us, at least they're fun to write because there's nobody else looking over your shoulder, giving you notes, giving you thoughts, giving you, it's, it's in a way it's, it's the purest way to write a screenplay. And then, you know, you put it, you set, you send it out into the world and it either, it either lives or dies. And believe me, like Brian and I have written plenty of specs that have gone from our computer straight into a drawer and, and, and no one's ever, no one's ever seen them because they just didn't work. Um, but the, but at least they were fun to write because nobody was telling us what to do and, and we were experimenting and we were trying something new. Um, I think if your whole career is based on just writing, doing again what you just did last time, mm -hmm. um, I think that could get very stale very quickly. Uh, you know, for us, we look at specs, writing specs sort of as like research and development. Like, you know, we're trying different things. We're experimenting with different things. Um, you know, with Sharper, we experimented with linear narrative and like to, how to like how to break that up a little bit. Like those are things that we wouldn't be doing 
if we were going in straight for a writing job, we wouldn't be saying, oh, no, we're going to tell it backwards and then we're going to flip it over. You know, you know, we're going to do it in chapters like it's just that's not something that would happen. Um, so because but because it was a spec and because no one had asked us to write it, we we, we had a lot more leeway to try and uh, different things. Yeah. Do you have any like rules for different drafts when writing a spec? Like is the first one like completely creative? Is the second one more about the production in mind? Anything like that that comes to mind? I can't no, I, mean, I can just tell you that the, the simplest way we talk about it ad nauseum. I mean, we really talk it through. And then we're at the point where we'll do an outline. It's not like something we would hand in if a studio was asking us to write an outline, we would write a proper outline for that. The way we do it is just, just the story beats like in a sentence um, or, or each scene, you know, just it can be three words, you know, mm -hmm. but, but we've already talked it through. So we know how the rest of the scene goes, but we'll have that sort of shell down. And then it's just, let's get it out on paper and then take it from there. Um, and we'll usually do, you know, several passes after the first one, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's talk it out, you know, do our sort of shorthand beat sheet and, um, and then, and then try and pump something out. Um, and then we'll keep, you know, keep passing, 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 passing back and forth. Uh, and then we do it together. And each script is a little different the way we approach it, you know, and that's the thing that that's what makes it, I think, so daunting starting a new spec every time. Cause you're like, oh, I, I don't, how did we do this last time? Well, last time it came out kind of like this and we don't have that now. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I would say like every, every time it's kind of different yeah and i would also say one of the hard uh it's difficult especially early on getting over like having just finished a script and then and then thinking you've got to do it again when you're starting out it's like it's, it's terrible but it never really goes away you, you just get used to it um but that's something that if you're a writer just know that every other writer has, has the same has the same feeling um and it's daunting and uh you just gotta try and really power through that hump and 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 honestly move on to the next script so that you're not just psychologically imprisoned by this one script for for the rest of your life you know um so yeah so trying getting on and moving on to new things is, is harder at the beginning it'll never go away but um but it's important to to i think write you know several scripts if you're just trying to start out Without getting into too many plot details, um, you kind of mentioned wanting to write sharper to show other people a new side of your writing abilities. What made you pick that idea? Like, I, I can imagine you had 10 ideas and picked one. Is that how it is? Or do you usually just focus on one? Are you both obsessed over it? Like, what makes one rise to the top for a spec? Well, this one, again, this one was a little different. I mean, they're all different. So this one was... Um, I had written the first 30 pages or so when I was in film school um, and I brought it into class and like, and I just gotten sort of a, re, a, a not much of a, a reaction to those first 30 pages. So I was like, all right, I guess it's different class, by the way, I wasn't in this class. Yeah. He wasn't in <laughs> my class. This is other screenwriting class. I was never so, aware. I just put it in a drawer, you know, and then you fast forward 10 years later and, uh, and I was cleaning out my computer and I found this file 
And I was like, what is this? And then I started reading it. And I was like, so it was like one of these things where it had been so long. I didn't even re remember what happened. Hmm. And when I got to the end of the 30 pages, I was like, I don't know. I feel like there's something here. So I emailed it to Brian and I said, you know, when you get a chance, look at this. Maybe there's something, maybe there's something worthwhile here uh, to pursue this. Um, and he read it. And he just called me up and he was like that we're putting everything else we're working on aside and we're going to finish this. Uh, and that's how, and that's sort of how that came to be. So uh, part of it was written, you know, over 10 years ago. And then, and then the next part was written over a two week period, right after, <laughs> right after he read it. Um, and, and so in, in that situation, that's how that came to the forefront. Um, but most of the time I would say we just sort of keep we just keep talking. We have a we have a bucket list of like all these ideas and 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 things that we want to work on, and slowly we keep sort of gravitating towards one. Like sort of one starts to bubble to the surface, um, and then that becomes the next the next project. Yeah, and it, and it's also helpful when you've been doing it for a long time. So, like for Sharper, when Alex sent over those pages that went back to film school, I was never aware of. You know, over the years, we had always we loved con movies, and we were talking about writing a con movie for years. And then Alex happened to have found that, and all he had to say was, "I was thinking, just trying to figure out how to do a con movie in reverse." And as soon as he said that, you know, we've I immediately got it. You know, and part of that, yeah, and part of it's just because I know we've been working together for so long that I I knew that um, I understood w what he was thinking, and. Um, and, you know, it clicked pretty fast once we just threw up a board and just started trying to figure the movie out. You guys have, you know, over 10 years of experience, but did you did you have to go back at all? You, like if you think of something like that, this one sounds pretty clear cut. But would you normally go and rewatch some of those old favorites or do you kind of avoid that? Like what's your process about research? Oh, you mean in terms of like looking at. Maybe film. like the sub, like the subgenre that you want to write in, or something. Oh no, we'll 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 study it to no end. Um, yeah, we like we like to know it backwards and forwards so that you can then kind of, you know, deconstruct it or find what what's a new spin on it. You know, um, no, we find that really helpful. In fact, this is a piece of advice we've given other people. We feel like nobody ever really takes it, but um, when we first started writing together one of the things we found was that just sitting down and say watching you know a sports movie and then you watch two more sports movies and you start to see the patterns mm -hmm. and what we did was start to just look at genres and look at patterns and we started to understand storytelling um and and how you know how narrative works um and we still do that to this day really we probably don't outline every single movie but we'll sit down and we'll we'll watch it and um um yeah it's it's definitely a part of the process for us yeah and it's not just movies it's books it's articles it's it's interviews if we can get a real person you know it's it's just trying to immerse yourself into that world a lot of times it's music um and then what I'll say is once we start writing, all that stuff goes out the window and, and we just sort of write. Um, I think it's hard to go back. Like we wrote so recently something that that took place in Italy 
and we were we had we were writing it around the time the White Lotus season two that takes place in Italy. And my wife was like, "You got to watch this." I was like, "I can't, I can't, I can't." But we're done. You know what I mean? But that's because we had already started like working on, like we're in the process of writing it. Um, but before we start writing it, yeah, we try to immerse ourselves completely into that world. Yeah, that's that's actually totally true. I I once we <laughs> I don't I don't like to see anything that's even though White Lotus had really nothing to do with what we were writing, it was still like Italy. I don't I don't know. It was just yeah. And that's very that's, that's a good point by all. Do you know in the beginning, like in the outline phase, is it very clear whether something's a movie or TV today? I mean, White Lotus itself is kind of a it feels like a long, you know, some people say long movie. People are kind of going away from that phrase. But how do you know for sure that Sharper is a movie? We always saw it as a we, this particular version of it, we saw as a as a feature from I mean, it was the first 30 pages, the first act, you know, so it was it was always that. But it's a very good question. Yeah, um, a hard question to put your finger on. Question to answer also because you're talking about the market situation, right? Like, um, I will say that. You know, Brian and I always try to do one TV, one one film at the same time. We're all, we're always working in both um, in both mediums, and I think what ends up happening essentially is that eventually certain projects just kind of tell you what they're going to be. This this is more of a long of a TV thing, and or this is an open and beginning, middle, and end feature, and it's just it's just sort of a gut feeling that you get. I, I would say that that's that's the best way I could put it yeah there's you know there's there's no uh there's no science to it i do think that there's sometimes i think it's a little easier to identify if you if you have a, a strong central character that the the dynamics around could tell continuing stories you know right. i think that that's sort of the obvious um uh differentiation um when you're thinking through ideas um but yeah it's a, it's a tricky it's a tricky question um and sometimes it really just is gut like you'll hear an idea and you'll be like no that's i could see writing that for five seasons or i could see writing that but it's got to be a limited like you know it could yeah. only be eight episodes and then there's other things where it's like that's just a movie that's that's a you know, 90 to 100, 120 minutes. That's, that's what that is. Um, yeah. And there's advantages to, to all of them. If you guys were kind of starting today, um, do you feel like there's something other, assuming you write a, a pretty great script when you're sitting it out, are there other things that are required today, like a pitch deck or a lookbook or some of, some of those things are kind of people talking about now like are those things required should writers understand design and some of those aspects that are beyond the script as much as i hate to say it i think it helps yes for sure yeah. because especially now when people are pitching over zoom i think it just helps to have a visual to be able to tell the story visually as well while you're while you're telling the story but you know none of that but at the end of the day none of that matters if you don't have a great if you don't have a great script, but if you are pitching, I think it does help to have some sort of visual, uh, I don't know what, like PowerPoint, <laughs> I don't know what, what you would call it, uh, thing that you can sort of turn to. And that's always been the case, by the way, even when we, even when it was in room pitches, you would go in with something, you know, generally, 
uh, to show, but I think it's gotten more so over Zoom. Are there any like misconceptions to pitching that come to mind? Like, so there's a Stranger Things lookbook floating around. It's mainly just all the inspirations they had, uh, you know, homages and whatnot. What are some misconceptions to pitching or creating something like that? Well, one thing this this isn't totally on your answers. Maybe maybe the previous question, yes, but uh, I think you know the standard keeps keeps being raised in terms of like you used to just go in say to your network and pitch the idea and then they would pay you to write the pilot now it's like it's almost like you have to have the pilot you have to have a bible for the show you gotta have an actor or a director you know what i mean um mm -hmm. and so to that end i think you know along with like saying the 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 visual the visual pitch um i think that uh if you're doing TV, I think having some sort of document that is uh, able to to express where this show is going to go um, and why and why and how it can continue, I think is also important. I think you have to just have more materials now than than you used to have to have. Sorry, I still might be answering your. I think the, maybe the misconception is that like I don't know if it's a misconception so much or. Uh, I think you can fall into the problem where where you basically spend so much time on the visual presentation that you don't spend enough time on the on the on the on the thing. Uh, and I remember getting this pitch deck from this friend of mine, uh, and I was and there was a hardly any story. It was just all world building and world. And I was like, okay, cool, but like, what's the? Oh, well, we'll figure that out. <laughs> right well i don't know i don't know you know needless to say they didn't they didn't sell it um but i think you have to spend as much time on the characters and the story it's still you know, it's still here's a misconception i would say uh if anybody's telling you that the script is not the most important thing then they're wrong right. it's gonna be the most important thing um even though obviously there are reality factors to the star attached all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day consistently it's going to come down to the script i think yeah i talked to one comedian who said you can tell because like there's a guy that's spending more time on his website than his act and it's kind of the same the same idea um we just got time for one or two more is there any particularly bad advice you guys have gotten over the years that you wish people would stop telling young writers uh the, the one piece of advice that i'm always like eh, is when people the the, the right the thing is like write what you know and i really hate that because uh, the whole point of being a writer it's like what we were talking about before about doing research and stuff and getting immersed into a world that you may not know like that's the fun part about being a writer and being able to use your imagination to put yourself in different places and different people so this idea that if you know if i was only if i was going to write what i know i would only be able to write you know movies about you know half italian half japanese people grew up in long island like uh, that's just the most boring that's the most boring thing to me in the world like i want to write movies about con artists or about this or about that you know what i mean so i guess that's the advice that i would say uh, I, I always i always cringe a little bit when i hear it i mean i understand what they mean but what i'll say is that what you know is going to come out regardless of you can't help it you're right you, you know what i mean so don't don't focus so much about yourself and focus about telling a really great story with really interesting characters yeah, I would say, and I'm not sure if this is 
uh, advice or, or bad advice, but when we were at Columbia, uh, Nora Afron came to speak and she said, uh, don't take notes from people you know that you know don't actually like the script. And uh, that's kind of always stuck with me because their point of view is is not going to be from a from the right kind of place. So if somebody doesn't, if you can tell somebody doesn't get it or whatever, just I would just disregard. Uh, you know, always listen. But um, but I do feel like I get we get better notes from people who at least feel like when I talk to them, they understand the script. They they got it. Sometimes you give it to people and people come back with the best intentions, but like they didn't get it and you can tell they don't really like it. And I find that when you start to try to chase like, oh, well, why didn't that person like it? And you start chasing that, that's a that's not a good instinct, I don't think. Um, trying to like please everyone, you know. I like to ask um, partners who are just starting, like how they kind of chose the partner. You guys kind of talked about that, having similar taste. Any advice for longevity in a writing partnership? It's, um, it's, it's it's like marriage right it's like you don't really know what goes on behind other people's <laughs> people's houses i would say for brian and i it's, it's you know you have to have a, a a a fundamental respect of the other person's uh thoughts and work um and and i think that's like a good way to start off and i think one of the benefits is if uh if you've been working with someone for a really long time and you're both in it together, then you can leave your ego at the door and just focus at the task in hand. Um, and I think that's probably the most important. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's not, it's, it's actually really freeing to be able to just like let your ego go to be able to, you know, have ideas and voice ideas and, and be prepared to be, you know, shut down or challenged and, or even ridiculed sometimes, but it's, but it's, but you know that it's all fine and it's all just in, in service of getting to the best uh, story we can get to. Um, so I actually freeing that, like, there's really no judgment and there's no ego and, and we both just genuinely feel like the best idea is, is going to be the one we're going to put down. It doesn't matter whose idea it is. And in fact, a lot of the time, I'm absolutely thrilled when Alex has a better idea than me because it's great because that just makes you know it better. So I'm like I'm 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 hoping that he's gonna that he's gonna up me all the time, you know. Um, and I think that's a good that's a good relationship to have. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the show. So many great lessons on screenwriting there. If you're looking for some more information, though, some more about the craft of writing for television, uh, we have a new course called Script Mastermind, where we have 21 of our proven experts telling you how to write for television, how to write a screenplay, how to break in, things like that. Uh, this includes shows of Gordon Levitt, Judd Apatow, also the writers of shows like Handmaid's Tale, Mosquito Coast, Hunters, Solar Opposites, Resident Alien, WandaVision, the list goes on and on. Check that out. Uh, you can get this all right now for $1 at scriptmastermind.com slash television. That is the television screenwriting masterclass. It is at scriptmastermind.com slash television. We'll see you next time with a new episode.